today's topic is going to be so much fun. So much fun. So I have been like, I guess, introduced to the idea. I mean, it's not a brand new concept, creativity, right? It's been around since the dawn of time, but I can see that I take a different approach to it now that I have created so, so many different things in the last few years. And I want to talk today about taking creative risks because I know that if you're listening to this, right, you either have a podcast, you're thinking about starting a podcast, or you are listening to the show because you want to learn how to grow and scale. And I can tell you that over time, things will probably change. Like what you do today may not be the same type of content or what you're creating five years from now or even 12 months from now, right? At the the rate and the speed of how everything changes. So um, we're gonna talk about taking creative risks, what I've learned from a specific show that I watch. Yes, I do have time to still watch lots of TV. <laughs> this is one show and writer in particular that I'm really curious to explore with you. But we're gonna talk about taking creative risks. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So if you're a longtime listener of the podcast and you've heard me talk to other experts that are either legal or financial people and they come onto the show, I'm really quick to say I'm a very risk-averse person. And I think that that's important to know simply because I like to step back, calculate things. I like to create my pros and my cons list. Like this is just something that I do on a regular basis. So if you are someone who is like, no, like I'm, I'm willing to risk this amount of money or this amount of time or whatever it is for you, then uh, I just want you to kind of know that this is the perspective that I kind of just come to the table as a saver, like I said, like, you know, if you think about the Dave Ramsey, like if you're a spender or a saver, I'm a saver when it comes to the financial piece of it. I'm not quick to, you know, drop a ton of money on anything. And it's kind of the same thing with my content and creativity. I like to be risk averse, but I do tend to think of myself as more experimental with content simply because I know at the end of the day, if I totally botch a piece of content, I'm gonna learn something, right? And I guess it's the same whether it's a legal or a financial matter, right? If you take a calculated risk and things go south, you're still gonna learn from it. But today, I really wanna talk about taking creative risks and the show I wanna talk about, I kind of teased this out in the beginning, but the TV show is Ted Lasso. If you have not watched this, please run, do not walk, and go watch it. It is phenomenal. It is so good. I love the just, I mean, Jason Sudeikis, come on. And I love it when people who are creators of the show 
star in the show or they play a role in some in some way. I think about, you know, The Office. You have Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak and, you know, Paul Lieberstein. Like, they were writers on the show and they also played characters, which I just love it so much. And this is where my dorkiness and my geekiness comes in about really loving and understanding like how TV production works and how writing and all this goes. So to know that Jason Sudeikis is him and Coach Beard, if you watch the show, Coach Beard, that is another, uh, his name is Brendan. I can't think of his last name. I'm like putting myself on the spot. I'm like, crap, what is his last name? I can't think of it right now. But they are two of the co-creators of Ted Lasso. And Just in case you haven't seen it, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I do want to tell you there is one particular episode, and it is a very creative risk that they took in season two. Now, I have a friend that, you know, we go on walks in the neighborhood, and we were both talking about how we love Ted Lasso, and she said, well, have you seen episode whatever? And I was like... No, like don't tell me anything. I don't I don't want to know. We're watching it. We just started season 2. Don't tell me, don't tell me anything else. And she said, "Okay, I can just tell you it's interesting. It's very different than all the other episodes." And I was like, "What is she talking? Okay, you know, whatever. Like that's it's such a broad statement to make, right? There was no specifics. No, you know, the storyline's different or this character's different. Like there was nothing." And I got to tell you, For those of you that are going to watch Ted Lasso, it is very, very different. They took a creative risk with their content, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you know what it is, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram and (laughs) tell tell me your thoughts on this episode that kind of just went off on its own path. It went off on its own journey, and it came back around, right? It eventually came back around, but I also think about shows like Grey's Anatomy, Okay, y'all, don't judge me. I have watched Grey's Anatomy. It started whenever I was a senior in high school, and Netflix was like, I was just getting into Netflix, you know, where you get the Blu-rays. I thought it was fancy to get a (laughs) Blu-ray, not just a DVD. I could get a Blu-ray of all of these shows and these movies that I wanted to watch. So for anybody that's listening, that's a younger generation Netflix started with DVD deliveries, right? We're not talking about Redbox or anything like that. We're talking about you had to put the queue in the order and do all the things. Like, oh, it's just, it makes me, I I feel old. (laughs) I'm starting to feel older as technology, you know, is unrecognizable as it is today compared to what it was when it started, you know, just a long time ago. But going back to Grey's Anatomy, I remember watching, I didn't watch the first season because I was in high school. I didn't, you know, it wasn't my thing, but I got to college and I found myself, you know, I had like downtime or extra time and I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to catch up. I was starting to watch, you know, the rest of Grey's Anatomy and that was like when the big bomb like episode came out. I will never forget. I was in my freshman dorm room and I was with my roommate. She loved Grey's Anatomy too. And she was like, what is Code Black? And we all were like Googling, like, what is Code Black? I can't even imagine how many, like if you look at the Google trends of like everybody that Googled Code Black, because that's what they were talking about on Grey's Anatomy. Trust me, I'm going to rein this in in a second. I'm just nerding out. For for those of you that are Grey's fans, like you know, 
you know what I'm talking about. You know the very specific episode with Kyle Chandler and the Bomb Squad and all the things. But um, they've taken a lot of creative risks over the life of their show. They've had ones where the crew members or the cast members are singing, right? They were. It was when uh, Snow Patrol was really big and it was chasing cars. And I just remember they've taken all these creative risks over the life of the show. Why am I bringing all this up today? Because we're talking about creative risks, the pros and the cons. I'm sure Shonda Rhimes, you know, and Betsy Beers, who they're some of the, well, Shonda Rhimes, obviously, she's the creator of the show, but Betsy Beers is someone who's been a longtime producer and director. I think that they probably sat down and they're sitting at the, you know, the drafting table or the writing table and they're like, is this a crazy idea? They're probably looking at each other like, Will this work? And maybe they're thinking, we don't know, but we have to try it. So I want you to think about your content that way, whether it's your podcast, it's, you know, putting up reels or TikToks or doing YouTube or going live, like whatever that is, there's risk involved. And taking creative risks can pay off really big or you could fall flat on your face right? Those are the risks that come with creating something that's different. But I've talked about this book before. I want you to go listen, not read. I want you to go listen to the Big Magic book by Elizabeth Gilbert. So it's all about creativity. And it was so funny because I was uh, I was watching a live with my good friend, Heather Sager, And she was like, Crystal has gone on and on about this book. And she was holding like the hard copy of the book. Crystal's been going on and on about this book. But it was just, you know, it was was kind of, it was okay. It wasn't mind-blowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's because you didn't listen to the audiobook. You have to listen to the audiobook because Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and she's gone on to just create so many incredible writings and I just, I love this book so much because it gets me out of a creative rut anytime I get stuck. Anytime. I've listened to the audiobook at least, I'm not joking, eight to 10 times at this point. And what happens is every time I do get stuck creatively, something dislodges like on in my brain, on my journey. And I'm able to find this new inspiration, this new motivation to try something new. And that's really what I want you to think about. Right now, I'm in the middle of finishing my book proposal for a new book that I want to write. And um, more on that later. It's uh, something that's really in the early stages. And I have this idea that I believe will help lots of content creators, and I No, I will get stuck along the way because that's just what happens in the writing process. You write, you get stuck, you write, you think of a new story, you think of something funny, you write, then you go back and you say, oh, that was terrible. I'm just going (laughs) to cut all that out. I get it. But what I'm also doing is taking a creative risk and I'm adding more humor. I'm adding more personality into my content because over the years, I found out that's what people want from me. When I first started this podcast, not even The Rookie Life, right? That was my original podcast for those of you that don't know. And then I rebranded to what is now The Profit Podcast, where we teach about podcasting and running your online business and all those things. Whenever I made that creative risk of just going to podcasting, I was terrified. 
I was so scared that I was going to fall flat on my face, but here I am more than two and a half years later, and it's still one of the best decisions that I could have made. I love what I talk about. I love to talk about podcasting. I love to talk about things that have to do with marketing and online business and YouTube and content creation. Like it just genuinely makes me so freaking happy. And writing a book about it is just another way that I can channel the creativity that I have found. So that's just a little bit about creativity in general. Now, what does it look like to take a creative risk with your content? right? This is the question I want you to think about. So the first thing is just trying a new format or a new style. If you are typically a solo podcaster, what would it look like if you started doing interviews or vice versa? If you've only done interviews with your podcast, what would it look like to try a solo episode? I'm not telling you you have to do these things, but I do want you to get out of just complacency, because that's where we get stuck. That's where we started to like approach burnout or you get into pod fade or you're like, I just stopped podcasting because it wasn't fun anymore. Well, you need to start taking some creative risk. If you are bored with your podcast, you're bored with your content, you're not having fun doing it, then I'm telling you, you need to get out of your comfort zone. And I think of it as your creative comfort zone. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're trying to do what someone else is doing. You're comparing your content to someone else that's been doing it for a decade. Don't do that to yourself. Or maybe you're really looking at it and you're not being honest with yourself when it comes to your content and you know deep down that you need to switch things up or maybe pivot your brand entirely. This is the crossroads that I was at a few years ago. I was looking at all the content I was creating and I was like, this is fun. Like, you know, it was kind of like a mediocre, this is okay. You know, it's like when you ask someone, how are you doing today? They're like, good, not great, not bad, just just good. That's kind of how I was feeling about my podcast. It wasn't super exciting, but where I was really excited and enthusiastic was behind the scenes answering people's podcast questions. They were like, hey, how do you get this like podcast host set up? What are you supposed to do whenever you want to market something? How does this work? Like I was like, my heart was beating faster, just getting excited, talking to people behind the scenes about podcasting. So I knew I needed to take that creative risk. But I know some of you are listening and you're like, Crystal, I don't know that I'm ready to take a big creative risk. Like what's a baby step? Because <laughs> I know I get baby steps. I get like kind of, okay, like let me let me tiptoe into this creative, risky business. Well, the first thing I would recommend, and we're really talking about podcasting or video type of content, is what if you do something that's a bonus, right? And I'm gonna link in the show notes. I have a few podcast episodes about creating bonus pieces of content. And the reason why I say that is because you're not making a commitment. You're not coming out to your audience and saying, hey, from now on, we're gonna post two podcast episodes a week or three YouTube videos. Just release a bonus piece of content. Go live or you know, do something that's not like super committal because it, once you commit to something, you need to stick to it. It's kind of like when you launch your podcast, you gotta be consistent. But if you just wanna try, you wanna dip your toe in the water, ask yourself, how can I release a bonus piece of content? What would that look like? 
And then another thing you can do to take a baby step into the less risky, creative risks is do a poll or a survey with your audience to see what they want or how they would even respond to the new type of content or the new thing that you're thinking about trying, the thing that's going to be the creative risk. Like, ask your audience Because at the end of the day, you could sit behind closed doors and think of all these things, but if it's a terrible idea and you won't know it until you put it out there, wouldn't you want your audience to tell you like, hey, I'm glad you're having fun creating that, but that's not what we need right now. We need this from you. Wouldn't you want to know what this is, right? That fill in the blank that only your audience can tell you sometimes. So when it comes to taking a creative risk, I really want you to explore this and think about it. And then if you need that baby step, do a bonus piece of content. Do something that is not too high stakes. It's not going to cost you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy to do, but get out of your comfort zone. Like shake things up every once in a while. And if that means just creating a solo piece of content, creating an interview episode, then I encourage you to try something out because you never know. That might not be the thing that you end up loving, but it could open the creative door to you trying something else that you stumble upon and you're just like, dang, this is is it. This is the thing that I've been looking for. This is the thing that's been missing from my content. But that's all I have for you today. So I just wanted to share all about taking creative risks. Please go watch Ted Lasso. It is So funny. It will change your life. I love Brett Goldstein as well. (laughs) He's the actor that plays Roy Kent. I started listening to his podcast. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's called Films to be Buried With. It's so good. It's such a unique concept, and you just got to go check it out. If you follow me on Good Pods, um, this is the podcast player that I listen to. You can literally go see all of the podcast episodes that I listen to. I have been listening to the ones that he's been doing and they're they're so good. It's such a well-done podcast. But everything we talked about today will be in the show notes, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 303. And go check those out and go start taking some creative risks. Start doing it. If you need a baby step, baby step into it. But I wanna see you taking some creative risks with your content. But that's all I have for you today. So as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 